0: Guys, we're going to keep going in the Psalms, and um, like I said, we um, have been having different in-house communicators preaching this summer, which has been such a fun uh, experience together, and that's going to continue this morning. We've got the one and only Dylan Slaughter who's going to be preaching today. So give it up for Dylan. I'm going to let him introduce himself in just a minute, but I'm going to pray over this man of God as well you all agree with me? Lord, we thank you for the word that you've given Dylan this morning, and we just thank you that he is a loved and valued part of this body. And God, I pray more than you uh, speaking through Dylan, though of course we want that, but God, we pray, open up all of our hearts we want to receive from you. You have something to say to us today, something you want to do in us today, so will we have open and receptive hearts as he's sharing, in Jesus' name, amen. Take it away, Dylan. Have
1: fun. Thanks brother. Well church, you look beautiful this morning, just so you know. And what I mean by that is y'all probably don't see me every single Sunday, but when I'm driving by the Johnson exit on my way to work, I pray for you guys. Like wholeheartedly, usually in tears praying for you guys because I love you so much. So, all right, well we'll get that out of the way now. So, (laughs) Hopefully. <laughs> no promises, guys. Okay, so I'm Dylan, and I started going to Antioch, I guess, three years ago. I went to a wedding in Houston, ran into a guy that went to College Station, Aggies don't say anything weird, and, and then he, he was like, my college pastor just moved to Northwest Arkansas, and they're your people. And he was 100% right. So, um, showed up, we were also meeting at night at the time which is very convenient for me and showed up at night and what was there 30 people 40 people and we were just hanging out worshiping Jesus and then we started meeting in houses and I was like oh yeah this is what we're doing this is amazing this is amazing so I'm gonna pray real quick because I just want to start with some prayer and then I'll introduce you to uh, hopefully just Jesus that's just all I want so all right God just thank you for this morning God, good morning. Thank you that your mercies are brand new today. And I thank you, Lord, that um, even if anybody came in here heavy-hearted from sin from this week, that, man, when we just got to take communion, Lord, we thank you that you meet us, that you forgive us, that we're set free by your Spirit, by your blood. So, Lord, we just receive that from you this morning, and, God, we do ask that you speak to us above any other noise that's in our life. God, you are number one. We love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray and ask. Amen. Okay, so as I said, I'm Dylan, Um, I am from the country in like North Houston somewhere, so if I tell you where it is, you probably won't know, it's in the middle of nowhere, and um, I moved up here just to go to college, prayed about it, and God's like, you need to go there, never even visited, nothing, he was like, this is where I want you to go, so I was like, okay, then I had a dream about it, I was like, okay, we're going, didn't know a single person, just showed up, went to college, and uh, the rest is a bit history. So that was in 2015, and sort of, kind of didn't leave. It was like a year, it's a longer story, won't get into all of that. Um, some of y'all will probably remember, there's a few of you left. So come on, guys, come on. That was a heck of a send out, thank you. Cried a lot that day, too. Um, is Michelle still here? Oh, there she is. Okay, she was over there. So that's my wife, Michelle. Y'all probably see her all the time, she's amazing. She, she is the woman who fears the Lord that few can find. Yeah. And uh, yeah, she's amazing. She's a gift. It's, it says in Proverbs that an uh, inheritance is from the fathers, but a good wife is from the Lord. Yeah. So thank you, Jesus. Yeah. And that's my little son, too. His name's James Paul, little JP. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> yeah? I like, I like to joke he's in the fourth percentile of height for being short. I don't know where he gets that from. So, <laughs> she told me that, and I was like, does that mean he's tall? I don't know how this math works. It's not how it works. So, Lord give him a great personality. Okay, so, anyways, you know, we got to work it out somehow. So, I, I currently am a general manager of a Waffle House. So, 24-7, always rocking, always cooking. I call it well, If I'm working on Sunday, we call it Church at the Grill, because we're always going to have church anyways, right? Or in Spanish, it's Iglesia a la Parilla, okay? Like, we're going to rock it, okay? So seriously, every Sunday, that's that's also usually the time that I take when people ask me, like, am I doing good? I'm like, let me tell you why I'm doing good, because Jesus is good. I just turn around and say weird stuff all day. Some of them get it, some of them don't. Maybe they'll get it later. It's fine. That's the Lord's problem, so. Okay. And Briefly, my testimony, we won't, we won't go, I guess, too, too much into this because this one will take extremely too long. Um, but I was a 19-year-old kid, just an absolute mess of a person, just messing everything up. Parents weren't Christians and was raised in a pretty, like, hardcore household. They were just like, everything had to be done perfect all the time, super hard work. It was like you only got, if you did not work to your absolute maximum ability all the time, you did not get to have fun. So it was like, give it all, make it good, or nothing kind of a thing. So it was just a really interesting way to grow up and um, develop some anger issues from all that and found my worth and all kinds of other stuff. And one day just had this supernatural thing happen where saw, like literally saw a demonic experience and then a lady that really loves Jesus, like empowered by the Holy Spirit, shows up and casts a demon out of this girl and boom, sets her free. And then she told me the gospel. (laughs) Not kidding. Like, okay. So, much longer version, uh, but I start reading through the Bible after this because I'm like, okay, I need to know what's going on, you know? Like, I have no idea what's happening. So, I start crushing through all the gospels, and, well, you get, like, four chapters into any of the gospels, and what's he doing? He's casting demons out of people. He's face-to-face with Satan in the desert. Like, he's healing people, all these miracles. And I'm like, I don't know what Christians are doing because I didn't really like him very much, Um, and I was like, but I'm going to follow Jesus, period. I don't care what anybody else says. I don't care what else is happening. This is, this is absolutely real, and we're going to do the thing. Like, this is it, so, so from that day forward, I've been reading this book like a crazy man, because I needed it. What I realized is I wasn't dumb. I was just ignorant, and I did not know how to walk with God. I didn't know the rules, you know. I was like, man, because I I didn't have a dad that showed me how to act like a man, and so I ended up just finding, well, I found Proverbs, really, oh my gosh, and so Psalms and Proverbs, so I started reading through all these things, and I just started doing them, I was like, God, if you're real, they'll work, you know, let's go, I'm I'm just gonna do them all, I don't don't need, I don't need to, like, think about these things for too long, it just is what it is, and that's just how I work, guys, sorry, I know there's a lot of you deep thinkers out there, I love (laughs) y'all, uh. I know, my brother-in-law is sitting in the back. I know exactly what he's thinking. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, but genuinely, I was like, man, all of these things are real. And then he started showing up in my life. He changed my heart. I feel like he gave me a new heart and uh, made me into a new man. And uh, it's just never been the same. That was uh, ten years ago, actually, um, July 22nd next month. So ten years, pretty crazy. Would if you would ask 19-year-old Dylan if this is where we'd be? definitely not. I'd be mean, like, no way. All right. So now we're going to read the entirety of Psalm 119 out loud. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. You guys who are excited though? Hey. God knows your hearts, okay? Okay. All right. So, no, what we're, what we're actually going to do this morning is we're going to read Psalm 71. This has been one of my favorite Psalms to read. And um I want, we're, I'm going to let you guys read it yourselves, because this is a little bit longer, um, and y'all don't. I'm going to be talking enough, so I'm going to let y'all just roll through it, and we're pr- just going to take a couple minutes, and so um, I'm just going to pray real quick, and, and then we'll just do that, like, I think two to three minutes, and I'll look around and make sure you guys are good, okay? So, yeah, if y'all just want to start reading that, I'm going to reread it again, too. Let's do it. All right, guys. We there? We good? Everybody there? Okay. Awesome. All right. Don't y'all just love that? There's one of my favorite verses ever in here. I can't wait to talk about it. Super fun. Okay, so where we are going this morning, if there's one thing that you can take from this talk this morning is, and this, this is what this verse really has meant to me so far. It's like, when I look back from eternity's perspective, after I leave this earth and I'm with Jesus, I just want to look back and and just say, God, even to old age and gray hair, when I was weak and needy and can't do anything on my own anymore, God, I gave everything that I had, and I persevered to the end. That's what I want. Just like, man, that was it. I gave everything to have you, Jesus. That's where I want to go. So, when I read the psalm, that's that's what God does in my heart, so hopefully I can uh, give you some of those lessons that I've gotten to see through here over the years so far, and and really, what that means to me is perseverance, just perseverance, like, how am I going to persevere to the end through this w- crooked and wicked generation, and how, like, this is hard. How are we going to do that? I think that's a real question, so... We're going to do this by breaking it down into six sections, which could technically be six sermons. So I'm going to do the best that I can, and we're going to do the first three things are going to be th- things that we can receive from God. Okay, and so like going through the Psalms in general, um, what I, what I like and see a lot is kind of this pattern of how David or the Psalmist I think interact with God. It's kind of it's kind of like a pattern to some extent. Um, they're a little bit different some of them, but we see this basic pattern. Um, and, and we're going to kind of go into that. So the first three things though, I think we really get to see is this, hey, we receive these things from God and the last three things we're going to talk about are going to be the action steps after we accept those as realities. So things, what are we going to do? So the last three things, what are we going to do? So the first thing that I like and I see, and we're assuming this is David here, uh, what we see him do in verse number three is what I'm calling God's promises, God's promises. So, it says, Be to me a rock of refuge to which I may continually come. You have given the command to save me. For you are my rock and my fortress. And then I'm going to read also uh, verse number five that says, For you, O Lord, are my hope, my trust. O Lord, from my youth, upon you have leaned from before my birth. That's complicated. I don't know how that works, but So, but what's really, really good to me is just seeing that David right out of the gate is like, God, you're faithful. God, you're faithful. And he says that because of two main things. The first one is he remembers the commandments of God. And if we read the Psalms, especially Psalm 119, I almost chose Psalm 119, guys. I'm not kidding. It was was hard, but we constantly, if we constantly rely on God's word, we get to remember his faithfulness. Remember his faithfulness. I don't know about you guys, but like, I'm going throughout my day, and I'll, I'll have something happen, and I'm like, oh, okay, I remember this, God. Like, this is why you're faithful. And I can do that because of his word, and I can do that maybe by life experiences as well. So that's that to me is what it says in the second part in verse number five, where it's like, hey, I've leaned upon you from my youth, right? So what has God done in your life? Even as maybe you were young and you knew Jesus, you know, I I'm, I'm, I'm feel like I'm technically still in that stage. Um, so maybe when I'm 60, I'm gonna look back at, you know, the last past, past, you know, 30 years of my life and be like, okay, well, God has been faithful for the last 30 years. What's going to change now? Like, what, like what's the difference gonna be? For me, it's been the last 10. It's not like it's been easy, But man, over and over and over and over and over again, I've seen God's faithfulness through the years. Um, Anybody ever journal in here? Yeah? Y'all journal? Okay. Well, I reread mine sometimes. I try not to because I realize how immature I am. Um, (laughs) I'm like, gosh, this guy, what are we doing with him? You know? But at the same time, I'm like, wow. God pulled through that time, and he pulled through that time, and he pulled through that time. And now I'm over here journaling again the next morning, and I'm like, I know what's going to happen. It's all good. It's all good. Um, And and so what I'm also challenging us, maybe you're in a stage of life where life is pretty easy right now. And if you are, glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Sometimes it's hard. They go through seasons, you know, and life is seasons. And I believe they almost always end in hope also so you know if it isn't easy for you right now but what I'm challenging us to do with this specific stage is that if it is easy for you remember God's faithfulness through his word and what he's promised us remember God's faithfulness and what he's already done in your life while it's easy so that when life is difficult you automatically just do it does that make sense it's like if we're doing those things now when it's easy and we're and we're thanking God and, and we're just receiving from Him right now His goodness and His promises, whenever life gets hard, we're going to do the same thing and we're going to persevere because we're going to be like, when the enemy comes and he lies to us, we're going to say, nope, not true, forgiven, moving on, you know? Seriously, and it should be that fast. It can be. It can be. Um, and that's just, that's how I try to believe that and try to do that. So, if we can, and we can do that by, I think, really trying to memorize his word, um, going back, remembering those things, and if, if you really can, it's like, just believe his word with all your heart. That's all you got to do. So, do it while it's easy, so when it's hard, it'll maybe be easy. Let's see, I don't have a printer at the house, y'all. Got a little complicated, (laughs) so. All right, number two thing that we're going to receive, this one's a little harder, so I need y'all to probably just bear with me on this one, okay? Is accepting reality, okay? That doesn't sound very fun to me. Perseverance doesn't sound very fun, but it is good, and good is better than fun, okay, to me. Sorry, guys. All right. Verse 4, <laughs> verse 4, so this to me, another pattern in the Psalms, we almost always see them just acknowledge the current state of reality, okay, which a lot of times, it's not very good. Yeah. It's like, this is a mess, and then we'll get into that. Verse 4, rescue me, O oh my God, from the hand of the wicked, from the grasp of the unjust and cruel man. Anybody in there right now? Wow. You know, I'm not. That sounds pretty horrible. Um, I have a hard job. Probably, you know, sometimes I stay up for 24 hours and do crazy stuff, but no one's tried to kill me yet. (laughs) So that's pretty cool. Um, Yet, (laughs) so. But I say that because as as a believer and as someone who has to persevere and, and just like look at these things over and over again, like the reality of life is it is gonna be hard. Like, there's going to be something that's going to be tremendously difficult that's going to happen. If that hasn't happened to you yet, man, I want to hang out with you, because that sounds awesome. But I think it's important that the psalmist recognizes and has proper expectations. Like, I want you guys as my brothers and sisters, like, if I really love you, I'm going to be like, hey, it's going to be hard, but it's going to be good, okay? Like, it's going to be good, because God is still faithful when it's hard. And we're going we're gonna to know why, really, because he showed up and did really, really hard stuff. And that's what we're going to talk about in a second. But having proper expectations about these things, I think it's good because we get to start there. So I essentially think there's two realities here. It's like, okay, there's the reality that we're in, that like, man, maybe this is really difficult. Maybe it's sickness. Maybe it's, man, um, relationships are super, super difficult. Or... Like why can't why don't I ever feel like I can get ahead? I don't know. Insert difficult challenge of life. It's there, right? I don't think I need to really, really explain that. But reality too is the gospel. It's the the spiritual reality that God has redeemed us. And that the better thing is is what God does in us, I think. This is what I've learned, anyways, when it's been difficult. And um and it's, cause sometimes it feels like you can do all the right things and life's still what I would consider a dumpster fire. <laughs> you know, I, this is a, this is what I, I'm like, man, I planned all this out the best that I could and just, you know, and that happens sometimes, you know, like it happens, it happens to be like once a week, at least. <laughs> I'm so serious. I'm so serious. Um, I was actually, this was actually pretty ironic because I use the phrase dumpster fire pretty frequently to my bosses. I'm like, hey, look, this is what happened. They're like, dumpster fire for sure. So, but I walked out actually the back of my restaurant uh, like probably a month ago and behind our dumpsters, well, I have like one of those noses that you can smell everything, okay? This isn't going to a bad place, guys. (laughs) Y'all thought it was. So, I have one of these noses and I walked out of the back door and it smelled like a laundry mat. It was just amazing, and the but the dumpster's like right there, so I'm like, what is happening right now? And so I go look behind the dumpster, and there's like honeysuckle flowers everywhere, like like everywhere, and they were so powerful that it overpowered the smell of the dumpster. I was like, what is going on right now? I even took a picture of and sent it to my beautiful wife. I'm like, look at this, thinking of you, babe. You know, <laughs> so take notes, boys. Chad, take notes. <laughs> Great job, by the way. Hey. <laughs> they just got engaged. Give them a round of applause. <laughs> so, yeah. Big, big things happening on a Friday night or Saturday. I don't know what today. Sunday? Saturday? Sorry, guys. <laughs> I work crazy stuff. Sorry. So, but is that not a picture of the gospel? You know, like, It's like, that's it. It's like, man, this is all chaos all the time, but then there's just that moment of beauty that just overpowers the darkness every single time because that's what Jesus did. Like, think about the gospel. Like, Jesus, the perfect man, we would have been, like, so in love with him, seeing him in person even. Like, think about the disciples. The disciples are like, he's healing people. He's saying this amazing stuff. People are getting set free from demons, and they're being healed, and they're being forgiven, and they're turning around free. Like, think about the woman at the well. Like, gosh, could you imagine that woman's freedom? Like, what would her facial expression look like when she left? Like, oh my gosh, that would be insane to see. And then that's the guy, you know, that's the guy we killed on the cross. (laughs) Like, you know, what would the disciples have thought? They'd have been like, man, this is over. Like, he's getting, he got captured, right? He gets captured, and then they take him, they beat him, and then he's gotta carry the cross. Like you like if you saw that you'd be like, God, this is over. What are we gonna do? You know? wouldn't you want to give up? But, but we know we know that's not the end of the story. Ever. It's never the end of the story. Which is amazing. I don't understand it. It's two times. I was trying, Lord. Oh, thanks, dude. You're awesome. Man, you're the guy. Okay. Okay. Whew. So it's not the end of the story, ever. It's never the end of the story. And that's, that's the reality that you get to carry into every single day and into every single situation. It's like, you ever think about in John 1 where it says that the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it? That's present tense present tense, it's right now, like, think about that, like, we get to take that into the darkness every single time, and, and for me, in, in my life, instead of running from the darkness, and running from the challenges, and things that I know are going to be difficult, it's like, that to me represents opportunity, it's like now, and then that's how, because I get to believe what Jesus has done, like, his resurrection power now lives in us, now we get to take that into the darkness and persevere through the darkness rather than run from it um, and live in fear. So we get to accept his love there instead of be afraid, which will absolutely make you persevere to the end. It's awesome. It's absolutely awesome. And But we have to receive that from him. It says that when we repent of our sins, when we believe in Jesus as our Lord, that and, and that He raised from the dead, that He will seal us with the promised Holy Spirit, and so that's the that's really the next point is that we have to do this in God's strength and not our own strength. And so, if if you check that out, it's going to be in verse um, number nine. First of all, He admits that He can't can't do it. That's important. I, I'm there like most of the time. Do not cast me off in time of old age. Forsake me not, not that old yet, but hopefully I will be. Forsake me not when my strength is spent. Okay, well, it's like, well, thought I had it, but I don't. Anybody been there? No? Okay, <laughs> I, do, I overcommit. It's a problem. So, bless my wife. She's, she's like, maybe you shouldn't do that many things. <laughs> I'm like, but if we try hard enough, <laughs> we could do anything. <laughs> and she's like, I'm going to make dinner while you hurt yourself. Okay. <laughs> All right. So also, though, verse 20 and 21 is the part of the psalm where I think you can see that his, his perspective goes from the current reality, um, but he puts his hope in God instead. He says, I don't have the strength, but God, that you do. Okay? Um, you who have made me see many troubles and calamities will revive me again. From the depths of the earth, you will bring me up again. You will increase my greatness and comfort me again. So there's some hard stuff in that too, though. It's like, God, you led me into troubles and calamities. So you kind of got to deal with that. That's okay, though, because he's faithful and he's good. That's so awesome. It's like it doesn't even matter about the other stuff. It's like, God, I just want you. It doesn't even matter. How long is eternity? comparatively to 75 years. Like, how long? How long? This is just a vapor and a mist here for a moment, and then it's gone. It's like, so if I do suffer, it's like, God, just give me a pure heart that I may see you. That's all that matters. It's like, okay. Okay. God, you're my strength. You're my portion. And and so I, I think that we have to receive that from him, that he is our strength, and that we get to do that with him, and that is the joy. And, th- and this really is John 15. If you go to John 15 and really hang out there for a while, which I know that we have as a church, and, and we just went through the Holy Spirit uh, really series, and it's like when we abide in Jesus, it's like that's when we're going to bear good fruit for that kingdom. And then also, like the last part of that is really crazy because it says that he came— that our joy may be complete. Like, that's crazy to think about, you know, because all of this is still true, too. The God who, we, hey, we end up in these troubles and calamities, right? But, hey, he came that our joy may be complete. It's because our joy is found in him, not in our circumstances. For real. Like we, like, we really have to get that as Americans, too. It's like, I feel like we, like, get really trapped in this, like, whole comfort thing that's happening all the time. I mean, I, I train people at a restaurant, um, and we talk about having a sense of urgency all the time, for example. And you know the average time frame in which an American gets upset for waiting? How long do you think it is? 15 seconds? More generous than that. Three minutes, three minutes, okay? If you went to, how long did it take you to get served food when you went in there? Was it just like, everybody was like, how can I help you today? You know, <laughs> is everybody just rocking? I don't think so, I don't think so. So, I, I just say all that because we just have to know that all those things just don't matter. Like, it's that's all irrelevant stuff. Our circumstances are so temporal and and really like, we also have to see that some of the problems that we're dealing with aren't even real. They're not even real problems. They're only real to us because we live in the West. Um, and so I just try to, have a really t- try to have a heart of gratitude through those things. So, so receive the strength of the Lord if you're going to persevere to the end. And then next three things are going to be things that we're going to do, which is my favorite part. Any doers in here? Just like people like to do stuff? Like get after it? Yeah? There's like three of you? Perfect. <laughs> Look, if the world there, there was like 90% of us, this place would be a problem, okay? <laughs> a problem. Be full of exhaustion. No one would take breaks. Like somebody has to remind us of the Sabbath at the beginning of every sermon, you know? It's true. It's true. Okay. So now... I want you, oh, actually, I want to talk about the God's strength thing just for a second here. So just like something that this is what really changed for me. I'm sorry, I should have said this. This is what really changed for me with doing things in my own strength versus doing things in like the Lord's strength. I was working in Houston as a, a manager of like an oil change facility with a bunch of young dudes in it, which I think is like the most fun thing ever with like 20 year olds that are just trying to figure everything out. They're like, what's my purpose in life? Where am I supposed to go? Everywhere, you know, which I think is funny. You know, because I was doing the same stuff and I'm like, oh dude, it's so complicated. Just love Jesus, it's gonna be fine. You know, and they're like, no, it's not gonna be fine. You know, so <laughs> well, we were having lots, lots of fun. And when I got into that space, from the way that I grew up, it was kind of like, it doesn't really matter. Um, like for me, I, d- I like thought about the emotional side of things later. And I was like, I just need to do the job, and get it done, and make it happen, kind of thing. And then I was like, as a leader, I was putting that on other people, kind of a thing. Does that make sense? You know, just like super high standards, like, dude, if you win, you're going to feel fine later. <laughs> you know? <laughs> not true, okay? That is, that's not how humans work, so you know. So, had to go through some ups and downs as a leader for a minute, and had some people not like me, and I had to apologize, so, and... So I was praying about this, and I'm like, God, why don't these people just listen? Like, it's not that hard. They just have to show up and give it all they got all the time. <laughs> and, okay, no, it's not how it works. And, and then he was like, well, I was reading where it says those who have the gift of leadership, they need to lead with zeal. And I have plenty of zeal. <laughs> and then I was like, okay. It's like, and then I heard, like, the Holy Spirit, and he was like, Dylan, I want you to lead with love. So lead with love. So I was like, Okay. Don't know how that works, but I'm just going to pray for it all the time, all the time. So instead, I would just be like, God, I know that you love these people, and I would just patiently listen to them and talk to them and feel and try. I have a hard time with empathy, so I'd just be like, hey, guys, like, tell me how you're feeling because I don't get it, you know, like, (laughs) uh, it's it's a problem. So like, guys, and then it's like once they kind of get that stuff out, then I can be the guy that runs with them through all the hard stuff and it's super fun after that you know and but i think i was only able to do that in a lot of those spheres because it wasn't easy there was a bunch of stuff that went wrong um because people weren't doing the right stuff and and because i was doing it in the in the love of the lord instead of just crushing after it in my own strength even when all the bad stuff happened the biggest thing about that is i remain uh, i remained unoffended that's the biggest thing. It's like, we have to remain unoffended. Um, and we get to do that when we walk in, the, walk in the love of the Lord, when we receive our identity in the Lord, and that's where his strength comes from. And at the end of the love chapter in 1 Corinthians 13, it's like, faith, hope, and love remain but the greatest of these love. And that's, to me, what it looks like to receive the Lord's strength and then apply that and walk through it in life. Hopefully that makes sense, but... Sorry, the printer thing. I would have told that story earlier. Okay. Now, the last three things we're going to do, the fun stuff, maybe, maybe it's fun. Um, Apparently, I have a different definition of fun. So, (laughs) verse number 12 is, Oh God, be not far from me. Oh my God, make haste to help me. So the beginning part, he's like, God, you're the God from my youth. I am going to rely on you and You've given the command to save me, so we're going to rely on his promises. And then we get to the part where it's like this whole current reality thing. This is really bad. I need help. And then he's like, I don't have any strength. Can't do it. Can't do it. So what happens next? Prayer. Boom. Oh, God, be not far from me. We just go straight into, oh, God, I need your help. I need your help. God, I need your help all the time. All the time, and uh, this really changed for me when I really came into Antioch. So you know, showing up in Antioch, you guys are praying, man. I was like, "Woo, this is wild. <laughs> we are praying, like, <laughs> which was great." Thank you, Mitchell. I appreciate your leadership. So, but I'm like, man, I'm like, we're gonna do something. And I'm just playing. But <laughs> see, it's a problem. It's a problem. I'm. I am readily admitting that this is a challenge for me. Okay. The Lord loves me and knows my heart. <laughs> so, but man, prayer to me does two things when it comes to, to persevering in the old age. And, uh, sorry guys, I'm just not old yet. So I'm just, this is the best I got so far. <laughs> but, I could just, I think of like, what I, who I call my god dad being like, 28, brother. You know? He's great. He's great. But, Two things happen when we pray to me when things are difficult. Number one, God can at any time change your circumstance. He can. And I think we can believe him for that because he is faithful to do that. Okay? Like we just read in Psalm 103 that he heals all of your diseases. What is that? That's crazy. That is crazy to think about. But maybe he won't. But maybe he won't. Doesn't mean he's not good. Because the other thing that happens is he might just change you, yes. and that's better. Yeah. That maybe is better. Yeah. Like, I've I've even gotten to the certain I've gotten to a point like I, I and this might I'm I'm kind of working through this with the Lord right now, so verbal process moment just a little bit. But I've I've even kind of gotten to the point where I'm like, God, I don't even care if you deliver me from the physical stuff. Does it matter? What's going to happen if I die? I win. Like, you can't kill a Christian. You can't. We've already won. This life's short. The next one's not. And so, I've just been thinking about stuff that way. Take that one with a grain of salt. I'm a little crazy. Um, so, but he does two things. He's going to either change our circumstance or he's going to change us. And uh, so, like, for me, that this whole big journey thing for me has been like, God, I was like, since I became a Christian, I had some, like, people prophesying over me that I was supposed to be a pastor, and then, um, long story short, I end up in a Waffle House, okay, like, I'm like, okay, God, what are we doing, okay, you know, turns out I'm pretty good at cooking, thank you, Jesus, because I cook a lot, okay, like, full-on sprint mode, legs hurt every day, rolling them out with a muscle roller, because we were getting roasted, like, oh, yeah, it's good, so, I end up, like, I'm like, God, is this really want, what you want me to do with my life all the time, you know? I'm like, man, is this, this what we're doing, you know? And uh, I was like, thought you wanted me to be a pastor. He's like, and I was kind of upset about it for a while. And one day he's like, Dylan, you are a pastor. I didn't tell you what it was going to look like, <laughs> you know? I'm like, okay, okay. So I, have, I, over time, had to slowly accept that reality, which has not been easy for me. Um, because man, I'm like I want to. Ultimately, I just want to be with you guys every Sunday. If I could, I love y'all. Like I love y'all worshiping this morning. Jacob, thank you. Man, <laughs> let's go. I, like I literally drive by you guys in the morning, and I think about the saints worshiping together, and I think about like heaven, just like all of us together, man. Like, can you imagine just all the churches in Arkansas every morning just together? like in the spirit, in unity, worshiping before the throne of God. Can you believe that? Like, that's what we get to do every Sunday. Like, wow. This is, like, I don't see this very often, you know, so it's crazy. When I just roll in, I'm like, whoa, that's, that's what the people of God look like together. Whoa, man. But Jesus, help be faithful where you've called me to be. That's more important, right? So, but through that, he's changed my heart. You know, he's been like, like, and I see these people, and I'm like, who else would be with these people on a Sunday telling them the gospel? Wouldn't be the Christians, necessarily. Maybe not. Stephen's not here this morning, is he? Let's say Stephen would be there. Stephen's my grill operator. A lot of you guys know him. He, he, is, he is the light shining in the darkness, okay, because he works third shift. Y'all pray for him. Seriously pray for Stephen. But he is doing an amazing job. He was my uh, grill operator in the Bentonville store when I worked there a long time ago. And uh, he actually challenged me as a man more than almost anybody I've ever met because of his humility. Um, I've never seen a man that just, like, never complains. It's just like, wow. It's like, and it's like, he really wasn't running with Jesus at that time. It was just like the gift of God is irrevocable. The gift of God is irrevocable. And it's like, that was his gift, man. It's just amazing. I'm like, Wow. Like, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, written on Stephen's heart. So, so we get to run, we get to do cool stuff, super cool. So, I say all that to, just that's probably one of the tougher things that I've had to just wrestle with God on through prayer. And I also want us to wrestle with God in prayer. When I think about, like, I always think about that story about Jacob and this angel shows up out of nowhere and wrestles him, breaks his hip, and he's walking with a limp the rest of his life. Y'all ever think about that story? No? Just me? It's okay. So I think about that, and I'm like, well, that would be weird. I'd probably lose. God made me twenty-eight, so. Um, But, like, what if every day you wrestled with God until he blessed you? Like seriously, think about that. Like what if you really wrestled with him until it was like and he loves you, it's like I'm sorry ladies, I'm sure like this guy's being aggressive, but it's like wrestle with those things, you know, whatever those things are, until like you experience God's presence before you leave every day. And and like have have like get something. It's like, God, give me wisdom for today. God, I need your wisdom for today. I don't know how to interact with these people, these people that don't like me. I'm going to have to discipline this person, and I actually really love them, but this is going to be terrible, you know, like, it's like, I just shared the gospel with this guy, but I got to write him up for being late, you know, like, Lord, help me, give me wisdom, help me to love this guy, even though I'm about to be his enemy, you know, Um, so it's like all of these things, like, God, I need you to give me something for today, and I'm not leaving until you give it to me first, so, cool story. Love that story in the Old Testament. There's probably a lot of other things about it, but that's the thing I think about the most. So, the other thing with prayer is this is a spiritual battle. This is a spiritual battle, okay? I really, really believe that when we pray, God does things that we can't see, and that's why we win. That's that's where the battle's won, and that's coming from a guy who if he could white-knuckle grip everything in his life and make it happen, he would. Okay? So, I've tried a whole bunch of things. It doesn't work. So, the battle's won in prayer. Prayer equals perseverance. Okay. Okay, now my favorite two. I almost gave an entire sermon just on these these verses, just because I love them so much. Okay? It's really like 16 through 18. I think it only says 17 and 18 up there, if it says anything. I'm going to read 16 through 18. It says, With the mighty deeds of the Lord God, I will come. I will remind them of your righteousness, yours alone. O God, for my youth, you have taught me, and I still proclaim your wondrous deeds. So even to old age and gray hairs, O God, do not forsake me until I proclaim your might to another generation, your power to all those to come. That's cool. That's cool. Why? Because it's it's the Great Commission in the Old Testament, which is super cool. It's like, Jesus says, all authority in heaven on earth has been given to me. Now you therefore go and make disciples of all the nations, teaching them, baptizing them in the name of the, the Son, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Yeah, that one. And <laughs> and teaching them to obey everything that I've commanded. Okay? And so I read this and I was like, to so David's like, hey, old age, don't have anything left. There's no gas in the tank. Lord, I was a mighty warrior back then. And uh don't let me go until the next generation knows who you are. Period. Like, my job's not done. You can't take me out yet until the next generation knows. And that might not be people that are younger than you, by the way. The next generation is the person that receives the word next. Okay? So, don't look at it that way. It's like, whoever God puts in your sphere, that's the next generation that needs to know his name. And so, I, I read this, and this is just my heart, man. I'm like, man, God, every single day that I go into work, I'm like, this, this is, for me, why I go. I don't really care about waffles. doesn't matter. doesn't matter. This work stuff, I'm going to do it to the best of my ability so that I earn the respect of the people that are around me. I can't be bad at my job and expect people to receive Jesus. So I'm going to go do this with all my heart and, and do it to the best of my abilities, and then I'm going to tell them that there's a better way because they're gonna respect me for that afterwards. Um, so the first thing that I just I see him do here, it's like, like if we're gonna proclaim God's power to the next generation, it's like, and, and we're gonna use this as as perseverance, by the way. This is kind of a weird thing that I've kind of connected over time, is that when we live our life on mission, God empowers us while we're basically in the field. A lot of times we're praying, we're like, God, I want more of you, I want more of you, I want more of you, I want more of you. It's like, well, if you put your boots on and get out there, he might just show up. I'm serious, I'm serious, because like, and he's going to show up in your house. Like, you pray to your father who's in secret, he sees you in secret, he's going to reward you in secret, okay? Like, God will be there, but what I'm saying is, if we go, because it's the command, I'm telling you, you're going to experience his presence, because you're just the one that's going, and so here's, here's a couple stories. Um, one day I hired this guy. He's an absolute trip. Love him to death. His name's James. Good name. And, uh, and he's wild. He's one of my other grill operators. He's there right now. He's great. And uh, he's like brand new baby Christian, okay? Rolls in, and he's doing all kinds of fun stuff. I'm like, okay. The other people don't really like him very much, but I don't really care. So because I'm like, I like him. This dude's the most positive dude I've ever seen. Seriously, he's all over the place, but he's super positive. I'm like, okay, cool, I can, I can work with that. So, great. And uh, we work with each other for like a week. He finds out that I love Jesus somehow. And, um, <laughs> and so he comes, I'm sitting in my office. My office is literally this big. I'm not even joking. The, I, the idea is, is don't sit in your office, it's time to work. So I'm sitting in there. And he shows up. This is like week one or two. I don't remember, but he comes up to me and he points at me. He's like, you, you're going to teach me about Jesus, man. And I was like, all right. (laughs) It's like, yes, I will. (laughs) Sure. So so I've been trying to uh, just walk through the Bible with him, doing all kinds of stuff with him now. So he's hilarious. But it's like and I don't know what I said. Maybe I said something to him at some point. You know, I'm always singing, doing other goofy stuff at work and talking about Jesus. So, But I was there. I was available, you know. And I'm praying and I'm asking God in the morning. I'm like, God, like we need to make some disciples. I don't know who's the next person. And I don't know if he's going to fully commit right now. Maybe. It doesn't really matter. It's not my job. My job is just to share the gospel. It's to teach people about Jesus. And then maybe the next person's going to come along and finish the work. doesn't matter. My job is just to be faithful. And um, so we get to do that. I think a lot of ways that I get to share the gospel with people at work and, and really, like, and experience God's perseverance is I'll, I'll read in the mornings. I have a yearly Bible. I love the yearly Bible. I've been doing that for, like, the entire time I've been a Christian, mostly because it does Psalms and Proverbs every day. Hey. Um, so love them. I just love them, guys. And, and so there's, like, some hilarious ones in there, too. Um, and so I was like, when people ask me if I'm like, you know, we do this normal thing, it's really annoying. I work in a restaurant, right? So we have these like, there's small talk conversation. I, you have to like break through that like 15 times a day. Does that make sense? It's like, hey, how's the weather going? Hey, how's it going, Bill? Yeah, you doing all right? Yeah, I'm doing all right. I'm like, gosh, I get a lot. I do have to do this all the time, right? <laughs> so y'all are probably just more patient and saintly than I am. It's fine. So, but I'm like, I'm doing good. And instead of just, like, ending it there, i just tell them the lesson that I learned from what I read that morning. Like, what are you going to do? They're just going to sit there and listen to me anyway, so (laughs) might as well. So, So I'll just tell them. I'll be like, yeah, man. I was like, gosh. I was just reading Psalm 23 this morning. It's like, God just, it's like, he leads me on his paths of righteousness for his name's sake. It's like, God's just worthy of glory. Today's a good day. Yeah, and I'll just turn around and keep cooking. You know? I'm like, and so I call that putting rocks in people's shoes. So you're just going to walk around. You're going to be thinking about that. You're like, gosh, why is that guy so happy? Oh, gosh. You know, and then they come in the next day because they're addicted to Waffle House. You know, and then they're complaining again because they're a bunch of old men that are complaining in there. And uh, I'm serious. And so then they ask me the same question. Because we're going to do small talk again. And I'm going to hit him again with whatever I read that morning. <laughs> you know? It is what it is. Going to have to deal with it. I'm going to have to deal with you. You're going to have to deal with me. So, <laughs> the light shines in the darkness. So, so that's, so carry the word every morning. Like, God's telling you that for somebody else probably. So, you know, like, just take it. Take it with you. It's a little message. You get to throw it. It's really fun. And... um how am I doing on, t- on time here? Are y'all hungry? <laughs> 49? How much longer do I have? Yeah, I okay, got it. And so, uh, sorry, I can talk a lot. And, and then um, the other way that I think you get to tell people in, in like a really powerful way is just you get to share your testimony with people, okay? Um, I'm going to actually share a, another person's testimony that just hit me with it the other day at work. Because I kind of already shared mine a little bit, but I I want you to know that when you share your testimony, that it's powerful. And the cool thing is, is that in our culture specifically, if you're telling something about yourself that's happened, what that means is you're not judging them. Because there's this whole like judgment thing, you're judging me, you know, all this kind of stuff. It's like, you're like, only God can judge me. I'm like, you're right, watch out. (laughs) So, so, you know, you ever seen the shirt? (laughs) Like, that's, I wouldn't wear that shirt, brother. (laughs) Blood of Jesus over you. But... But seriously, if you tell other people your testimony, then you're not, you're not talking about their lifestyle. You're talking about an experience that happened to you. So, for example, I had this lady, this, this young, beautiful lady come up to me at the Waffle House. And uh, I was running some other one that I don't normally run. She's brand new. Never met her before. And so, again, sitting in my office. I'm seeing a theme here, Lord. So, in the office. And she comes out from the back. And she's like, Dylan when I pray, I don't think I need to smoke anymore. And I'm like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. Yeah, that's how that works. And I was like, okay, awesome, awesome. I was like, you you just give your life to Jesus recently? She's like, yeah. She told me a little bit of her story. She's like, I just moved here. I needed a fresh start. And I was like, well, you can have a fresh start in Jesus. That's awesome. That's amazing, you know? It's awesome. And then she looks at me dead in the eyes, and she goes, Jesus took my shame away. Yeah, I was like what he does, man, yeah, that's what he does, so, I was just like, man, was there any judgment in that, that's just the power of God in the gospel, that's forgiveness of sins, that's his grace, that's freely given to us, just because, and I, I can, I can share that same story about myself with anybody, you know, it's like, hey, I was, I was doing all these things, but God changed me forever, you're invited, by the way, you know, so, See that right there? Like that right there is above suffering. That's how we persevere. That's how we persevere to the end. The last thing, we worship. Last thing in the psalm. It talks about a bunch of instruments that I can't play. <laughs> I will sing praises to you with the lyre, O holy one of Israel. My lips will shout for joy for you. Got that one, Lord. When I sing praises to you, my soul also, which you redeemed and my tongue will talk to your righteous help all the day long. Yeah. So, again, you look at the majority of the psalms, and it ends in worship. And uh, I definitely end in worship, I start in worship, and I try to worship all the time. All the time. I'm on the grill singing. I even had my, bo- my old boss ask me one day, she's like, she's like, I think you singing all day keeps you sane. And I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> it sure does. sure does, man. And uh, And so, we're, we're going to end with worship today. We're going to end with worship today. So band, if y'all want to come on up, we're, we're about done. And, uh, and so worship will lead us to perseverance. And, and just really quick on worship, guys, like worship does look like singing to God like we have been this morning. Um, but it also looks like all of those things that God's created you to do that stirs up your affection for him. I don't know what those things are for you. But if you're going to persevere to the end, figure them out and do them every day. Do them every day. I play disc golf. It's worship. When I see that perfect thing fly out, (laughs) look, God loves it. God loves it. So, all right, let's pray. God, thank you that you are the God who is faithful. Faithful to keep your promises, faithful to keep your word. Thank you that you go with us and that we just have the privilege and the honor to go with you. Thank you that you have redeemed our life from the pit and that even when life is hard, you're right here with us. God, we love you, and just help us. Just help us to honor you with our lives, even to old age and gray hair. Help us get there. If we don't get there, Lord, we'll see you soon. We love you. It's in Jesus' name, amen.